Hello, and welcome to About This Writing Thing, the bi-weekly podcast about living the writing life. I am your host, novelist Sayward B. Eller, and I am actually stunned that we are down to the last four episodes. Today, I am talking to women's fiction novelist Gloria Mattioni. We are talking about her beginnings as a writer when she was writing in Italy and how she has progressed over the years and just when she started writing novels, which is pretty neat to listen to. It it was really, really awesome for me to hear about all these different experiences because I only have my experience. I've been married since I was 17. I've raised children. I've gone to school, but I haven't really done much of anything else. So it's always fun for me to hear the experiences of other writers as they have worked to develop their skills and as they have evolved from what, however they started in the writing realm to where they are today. So I hope that you enjoy this interview with Gloria Mattioni as much as I enjoyed recording it. Please note these interviews are pre-recorded, so the volume of the introduction may be different than the volume of the interview. If you are wearing earbuds, I encourage you to turn your volume down until you can see what is a good volume level for you. Thank you so much for listening. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Gloria. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be with you today. And I am super excited to have you here. Um, This is the final season for About This Writing Thing, so... I was telling uh, Jen, who I interviewed yesterday, that this is like a a nine-episode party for me, just kind of a farewell party. So I'm happy to have you here as one of my guests. (laughs) The farewell party. (laughs) (laughs) So I would like for you to kind of introduce yourself. What genre do you write? And how long have you been writing? Uh, I start from the second question, so how long uh, I've been writing, I've been writing, uh, well, I've been writing professionally since I was 18 years old. Um, I've been creating stories and being a storyteller basically since the time I was able to speak in complete sentences and I was entertaining my little friends, you know, on the stairs of my house. I love, I always love to create other things that were not my daily reality. So that came at the time. And um, um, actually, my first form of expression, creative expression, was actually not writing, was more like drawing. And um, I really wanted to be an artist. Mm-hmm. And then instead, uh, but I still was writing stories and actually kind of cartoonish, you know, like I was writing my little comics mm-hmm. by hand, things like that. But um, instead, um, at some point I started to, I for some reason I learned English very, very quickly uh, because I'm from Italy, mm-hmm. so everybody probably can detect from my accent. <laughs> And so I grew up in Italy. I was born and raised there. I stayed there in my early 30, until my early 30. So when uh, um, I was saying I love, I learned most of my English in the beginning 
songs <laughs> through music and then I started to study because I was like I want to speak other languages and the the goal was to speak six or seven languages <laughs> but meanwhile at least I got some English so I started to to write for a, a basically a music fanzine um, in my I think I was 16 and I was interviewing musicians who were coming to Milan, Italy, to oh, give nice. concerts. So nice. <laughs> since not many people at that time knew English enough <laughs> to interview the musicians, I took that opportunity and I started to publish that way. And uh, then uh, instead, I answered, I wanted to, I wanted to, I always wanted to support myself since I was basically 14. So I wanted to make my own money. I didn't want anybody to pay for me, not my parents, not anybody. And so I was trying to see if, uh, since I saw that writing for magazine was at that time a good job, <laughs> I started to widen my horizons. And so I answered some, some ads and I started to Right, guess what? For uh, basically Vogue magazine. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so from there I became a magazine writer, but um, I, I still wrote my stories, and they were mainly short stories at the time. And then I started to publish books uh, in Italy in 1996. And I published four books in Italy. And then um, I wanted to start publishing in the U.S. So I published three more books in the U.S. Oh, yeah. fantastic. And were they fiction or were they nonfiction? As always, I have a mixed background. So um, in the U.S., let's talk about the U.S. Since okay. I doubt that many <laughs> can go read books in Italian. <laughs> Um, in the US, the first two were narrative nonfiction. They still had a lot of, um, they, they came from a lot of my personal experiences, but they were narrative nonfiction. The first one was a collection of stories meeting women that I admire and in some way were um, opening new path and they decided to follow their heart and their passion and to to dare a life different from what everybody else wanted for them and uh, this one was published by Seal Press uh, so traditionally published and the second one instead was Dakota Warrior and that uh, <clears throat> I self-published it because I wanted to be super quick mm -hmm. Since it was the story of this Dakota man that um, uh, who I helped to get out of prison, for, he was in prison for a crime he didn't commit, and uh, he had just passed away, so the family was mourning, and I wanted to give them something more cheerful and uh, yeah. remember him in a different way. And so I decided to self-publish, that was in 2014 was published in three months I wrote it and I published it basically and um, that was a very successful book uh, totally un unpredictable but I guess uh, since it was kind of a niche book you mm -hmm. know for people uh, are interested in Native Americans um, it went very well and then instead I published 
2022, so six months ago, seven months ago, I published California Easter, and that's what is my path now. That's what I want to do. Even if uh, I might uh, switch a little bit between genres, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was women's fiction, the next one won't be. It will be more like a, a thriller. And, oh, okay, um, a thriller. Mm-hmm, a thriller, yes. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, so that's about it. But definitely all it will be, I think my, my path is in contemporary fiction. And California, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. California's sister is self-published, right? No. No. California sister is published by Atmosphere Press. Oh, Atmosphere. Okay, okay. And I do have my copy, but it's across the room, <laughs> so I can look. Uh, so you will, because I know a lot of writers, like, this California sister is women's fiction. Um, and then of course you're writing a thriller now. So some authors won't, um, like some traditionally published authors, I have been encouraged to use a pen name for my historicals to keep them separate from my contemporary. So you are able to kind of thwart that and say, I'm just going to write contemporary fiction. It might be women's fiction. It might be a thriller. It might be a mystery. Is that kind of what you're doing? Absolutely. And I think uh, I'm totally, uh, I'm a big supporter of this kind of choice because Mm -hmm. I know that many times uh, um, traditional publishing houses want you to stay in the tracks and in your genre, but that's not for me. I have to write the stories that come to me. I have to, to write stories that really... Uh, are pressing in my yes. mind, in my heart to come out. So it doesn't matter <laughs> if it is. Uh, and um, I still don't know if I will, um, um, if I want to. I think this time, yeah, probably I will try to have an agent, even if it's uh, a route that we all know it's very difficult, particularly now compared to years ago when I was publishing years yes. ago. And um, I don't think I'll go with a really wide uh, querying, you know, like uh, 100 agents. No, I will go directly to maybe a handful of agents that I would like to represent me. And if that works, great. If it doesn't work, I'll go directly to small publisher, medium publishers, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because I had the same experience with California Sister that I actually start querying and I had two agents um, actually offering me representation. But when I did ask about their timeline, what they were thinking about uh, the attention they would give and uh, when they thought they could get me a deal, the answer was more like three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't wait three years because uh, California Sister is a particular book. It took me nine years to write it. I mean, eight years, let's say, because then it's, uh, the editing is different. Um, all the revisions, I did seven revisions. Uh, so. I was like, no, (laughs) I need to see this book out. So 
I'm starting to pitch directly publisher, you know, as a publisher. And um, yes, and in the end I chose uh, who was giving me a very tight timeline. Oh, yes. And I actually have had this conversation with another one of our friends, Carrie Chaput. I've had this conversation with her a lot because she is publishing with Black Rose Writing and she has a very successful series and she has a young adult coming out and she is also querying to find an agent. But I I think that we are in this kind of shifting landscape in publishing where it it doesn't it isn't a bad idea if you're successful with small presses to stay with small presses and not actually worry about getting an agent. I'm not sure, like I tell her all the time, I feel like what we're going to see is a shift where writers do kind of stick with small presses and indie publishing, self-publishing, and we'll see that maybe traditional publishing becomes a much smaller uh, yes. less in demand I do agree with you and I think that um, that's the scenario we're seeing and there are many reasons for that because uh, you know we all know that by now there are about 4 million titles, new titles every year published I mean mm-hmm. the, reader, the reader's market uh, it's uh, not so huge so with so much competition it's very harsh yes and, uh, knowing some agents even some friends uh, and all of that even for agents is very tough mm-hmm. because uh, we have to think that before let's say that you were a not maybe not a debut author but not a definitely not a bestseller author um agents were fighting to get you a deal a decent deal and then um usually that deal would give you an advance like twenty five thousand dollars by now nobody gives you more than five thousand dollars if you're lucky Mm -hmm. four to five thousand is the rule so uh since an agent gets 15 percent of that how many agents are willing to fight? Because you really have to fight mm-hmm. you know, for a champion, a writer that is not going to guarantee them a, a decent income. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's so, so incredible because I was like, oh my God, because I talked to friends who are traditionally published and they used to have advanced, as I mentioned before like $25,000 and things like that and now they are offered $5,000 and Mm -hmm. I'm like okay that changed things a lot (laughs) yes and on the other side of course we have many more opportunities um, for self-published authors because there are services that you can use and that don't cost so much that actually improve also the self-published books because there are still a lot of self-published books that don't uh, raise the bar, mm-hmm. but there are things that are done really professionally and uh, using editors, uh, using proofreaders, so that you don't uh, you don't buy a book that then is full of typos or as a layout that is driving you crazy as a reader. So definitely, there is this uh, huge magma mm-hmm. <laughs> boiling. They can produce a lot of change. 
it's a very interesting moment. I don't, I don't dare to say that is. Oh, some people say, oh, this is the best time to be a writer. No, it's no. not. <laughs> to tell you the truth, right? It's not. Because, I mean, I had a much better time being a writer years ago because it was providing a better income. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, it is a very interesting time to be a writer. I would agree. It is an interesting time. It's not a fun time, but it's an interesting time to see just how everything is changing and morphing and evolving even we do who knows in 10 years the big four may not even matter to anyone and it and what you said about the self-publishing books there are those people who are now they understand it has to be approached as a business you have to put your money into cover art you have to put it into editing you have to put it into interior formatting and they are turning out books that are of a very professional quality as if they were traditionally published and i think that hopefully we'll see more and more of that and i would love to see writers take back and actually be getting what we deserve <laughs> Definitely, that's a, a good, uh, you know, a good idea. <laughs> As it is now, I think everybody knows it's very, very difficult to mm-hmm. make a living if you are a writer, unless you decide to write other for other things, marketing, mm-hmm. uh, publicity, uh, whatever else, right? Or like many do that you offer services but that too is another thing that in some way shocked me (laughs) because when i started to look more into the market now because for years i was only concentrating on writing california sister and didn't look at any of that but when i started to notice i started to join the writers association i started to um sign up for some uh, author's newsletters and all of that, I realized that as, as small as the writer's market is, we have become one of the markets more assaulted by offers, by everybody. And uh, I'm totally fine when the people are qualified to do that, and I appreciate it. You know, there are people offering courses in writing, fantastic, so everybody can learn and become a better writer. That's great, workshops or coaches, right? Mm-hmm. That's another thing, because I'm like, it's great if you wanna have a, a writing coach, it can be a really good idea if you don't know how to do it, if you think that you need support and all of that, but be aware because there are so many out there that actually are selling what they don't know. Exactly. It's really shocking to me. I had people, I mean, when I started to ask questions, not because I wanted to have the service, but because I was curious and I was like, okay, so write a novel in 90 days. Fantastic. So um, how many novels did you write? And then it was like, oh, I didn't write any novel, but I have a background in TV writing. I said, okay, not the same thing. (laughs) At all. (laughs) So, yeah, so I think it's a time, exactly, it's a very interesting time. At the same time, it's a time to be very careful, Mm -hmm. very aware. Yes. Because 
not only you don't make much money, but everybody wants your money. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I tell my husband and Carrie and I talk about that a lot is just how much everybody wants the author to pay. We're paying to submit to, to publications. We're paying to have people read our work. We're paying for beta reads. We're paying for master classes. It's, it's for a profession that doesn't pay very well. We are expected to pay out a lot of money. <laughs> And that's so crazy, you know, it's like uh, awards, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a few awards, but I draw a line because I was like, okay, how much money wanna, I want to pay for that is ridiculous, no? And instead, there are authors, particularly the big authors, that apply to every possible award around, no? And then they train their own finances, not understanding that awards don't sell books. Exactly. Awards are exactly <laughs> all of that money can be put into marketing to reach more readers. And exactly. yep. I would love to see more classes about how to market yourself outside of social media. That's what I would like to see more old school marketing classes so that you know, we could kind of return to the roots of the 90s and before so that, you know, before social media. No, I completely agree with you because, I mean, I'm not a, like a crazy social media person. I, I appreciate what they give us, but I really don't want to obsess all my friends and my followers who is post about my books every second, every day. <laughs> And because I found it so overwhelming when I see other authors doing that, I'm like, oh my God, you know, again, it's too much. I mean, <laughs> yes. it's fine for me, you know, it's what you do is where your passion is. So it's great to inform what you're doing, but a little is enough, mm -hmm. you know, you don't need to. And instead you're pressing to that and also into things that are, um, I, and I'm saying that, but then I, need to make a little parenthesis out of your comfort zone and what i mean is i love to be out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. in other things i love challenges but if somebody would press me to have tiktok and to do tiktok videos that's not me because i didn't choose that i didn't choose to be an actress mm -hmm. i didn't choose to be funny on camera uh, I love writing because I'm kind of an introvert in many ways. So I love staying at my desk and with my imagination and my set of characters around me and create my stories. But And yes, I can talk about my stories in occasions. I love book clubs. I love book signings, readings. I love to connect with people, with readers. But TikTok, so impersonal and so complete. No, thank you. So mm -hmm. when I hear, I hear stories like agents asking somebody, you know, so what is your following on TikTok? And because they didn't have a great following to drop the author. Yes, I've heard that too. <laughs> like crazy. So. <laughs> but I am exactly like you. I, I tried TikTok. I've done some videos on TikTok, but... I am not an actress. I don't want to be in front of a camera. I don't want to lip sync. I don't want to dance. I just want to write stories. So TikTok is not my medium. It's not, it is not a place exactly. where I fit in. 
And I mean, I do appreciate some of uh, some authors that I see that they do some really funny mm-hmm. TikTok videos. Usually, I see them on Instagram because I don't have TikTok. I don't want it. <laughs> But uh, when I see them on Instagram, I'm like, yeah, it's funny, it makes me laugh. But it's not me. So I'm like, why? You know, I think everybody should do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Don't be pressing to doing what everybody else is doing and telling you you need to do that to be successful. Because it's not proof, by the way. Exactly. That makes you successful. Exactly. I know Book Talk has helped with some with some sales. And that's that's great. It is great that Book Talk has helped certain authors. But if you pay attention to the authors that it has helped, there are boxes that they check off. You know, they're attractive. They are writing a a certain niche kind of uh, genre. They are uh, a lot of them have business degrees, and you know, there are just certain boxes that they tick off and. If you don't have those those skills yourself, then <laughs> or those um, you know yeah. advantages, then you're not going to be as successful on TikTok as they are. So you're going to have to find something that works for you. Exactly. Yeah. So that goes back to your thing about doing some marketing more in the traditional way, more how it was in the past. Yes. And I'm like. I mean, my thing is probably much more like to get into my motorhome and to go on a road trip across the country and, uh, you know, to, yeah, sure, to set up some signings, but not only at bookstores, but at uh, some kind of venues that is more fun. I did uh, one in a coffee house and it was so great and I love coffee and books and that's my thing, so good. And I could do a wine and books, and that's also, I like that. But not uh, going crazy like doing funny videos on TikTok, <laughs> particularly for a book like mine that is everything but funny. Right. That's the same thing with me. I don't write funny stories. So, <laughs> um, well, Gloria, I we have chatted, and time has flown by, so we... I think we did actually manage to answer all the questions without me asking them. So that's a good thing. (laughs) So, but I do have one final question and and this is my final question to everyone in every interview. What is the best writing advice you have ever received or heard? I think the really best advice I've received is write the sentence not the page and that goes a little bit against what everybody's telling us like to write the first draft not thinking about anything just throw it down and then you think about later i can't do that i think i have too much of an aesthetic So when I'm writing, I need to, when I look at the page, I need to see some beauty there. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. everything. So it's not like my first drafts are perfect, but I definitely want to see a page where there are at least some really good sentences, at least some. Then you can polish it later. Absolutely. But if you think about that, 
and you start to think, you know, when you have an idea and start to take shape and you start to think about how can I express it, try to think about some sentence that can sum it up. And it's like, maybe it's like when you start your first line, right? Mm -hmm. The first line is super good. Okay, I want that kind of good, not only in the first line, but in every page, at least once. That is great. That is great advice. And I've never heard that advice before. So I appreciate you sharing it. <laughs> that actually came to me by Janet Fitch. Oh, I love Janet. Oh, I love her too. Great. I took a couple of workshops with her. Those were the workshops that were really, instead for me, very, very good. Mm -hmm. Like one about the art of the sentence and I took one about uh, dialogue and both of them definitely helped me to become a better writer and uh, those were offered through community of writers yes and uh, which is a great association I really love what they do and uh, yeah and if I could I would um, do more yeah but uh, it's we have to balance. Yeah, it's expense. a little pricey. <laughs> she has one coming up uh, very soon. It's a weekend immersive. Um, I can't remember what it's about, but I, I hope writing to be able. Writing, writing from the senses. The senses. Yeah, it's coming up now in May. Unfortunately, that weekend I'm gone. Oh. So. I would otherwise I would have taken it even if I am already a writer that writes completely from the sense that's what every reader told me reading California Sister that um, not only is visual you can see the scene you know I can see it when I'm writing but uh, it has uh, the smell the scent of every scene and uh, all of that good or bad <laughs> so but you can always improve. So yes. I would have taken it if I could, yeah. Well, hopefully, um, hopefully you'll be able to take her next one. I hope to be able to take one of Janet's classes at some, at some point. <laughs> Maybe we take it together. That would be awesome. <laughs> okay, Gloria. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today and for chatting. I have had an incredible time talking with you and getting to know a little more about you. Thank you. And by the way, congratulations. I love your podcast. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I do love exactly the informal talk because I think it, it gives more of, of the people you interview and yourself. So it's nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Gloria. Thank you so much for listening to this interview with women's fiction author Gloria Mattioni. I don't know about you, but I was completely enchanted during this interview. Gloria has such charisma. I really enjoyed speaking with her, learning about her life and, and how she has evolved in her writing. I hope that you also enjoyed that. I do apologize for the volume the audio program that I use kept a little low that day, <laughs> so I apologize for that, but I do hope that you enjoyed the interview. Now, it's time to talk about what I have going on, and for once in my career, things are cooking. 
I'm very excited to announce that I have just finished going through the draft of Second Chances, which comes out in early 2024. That is not for my traditional publishing brand. That is for my self-publishing brand. I am looking forward to sending it off to beta readers September 15th. So that's going to be a load off. But what I am the most excited about is my agent is taking two books out on submission. Yes, you heard me correctly. I have two books going out on submission. And they are very good books, if I do say so myself. So I'm really hoping that we will find a publisher for them. And I will finally be able to put in my newsletter, guess what, everybody? Well, I mean, it won't be immediately, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Publishing moves slowly, but I will be just chomping at the bits if I get, um, if they do sell. I will just be chomping at the bits to tell you until I'm actually able to tell you. And then I'll just scream it from every rooftop so everyone will know. <laughs> but until then, I am excited to be working on my self-publishing stuff while I am waiting for the traditional publishing wheels to turn. But I am very, very excited to be going out on submission. I'm also very, very scared to be going out on submission again because it is such a process and just like querying, it can be a really defeating process. So I am more excited than not. So that is the feeling I am leaning into. <laughs> That's really all of the update that I have. I mean, I, I felt like it was a really big update. Maybe I talked it up a little much. I'm not sure. But um, that's my update for now and hopefully you follow me on Instagram so you'll be able to see other updates or hopefully hopefully you subscribe to my say word BL or newsletter so you'll always be in the know and that will be coming out soon <laughs> I'm a little behind it's supposed to be quarterly and I um didn't really make it out last quarter. So anyway, <laughs> I don't really know what, I think I've missed the, I think I've missed the, okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, those are my updates. I hope that you enjoyed the interview with Gloria Maccioni. If you wanna know more about her, I am gonna link her information below. And um, yeah, that's it. So until next time, which, will actually be next week since this back injury has me off schedule. Sheila Meyer's interview will be up next week. But until then, take care and keep writing. Bye.